0: Up Papa in grace sweet as sugar Welcome to the story table brought to you by Providence Church in Lake Providence, Louisiana, where they want you to know that you are loved. Happy New Year friend. It's Shelly here with a word of encouragement for you. I'm taping from the great room today, so I do hope the fire crackling in the background isn't too much of a distraction. It's cold, and I didn't want to go to the back of the house where it would be quieter. But I want to share something with you that I don't think we celebrate nearly as much as we should in the body of Christ. And it's a truth I want to be found sharing with anyone who'll listen. So first, some backstory. Yesterday, I had the great pleasure of being with a group of women at my local First Methodist Church here in Lake Providence, Louisiana. They were wrapping up their study of my latest book, Seizing the Good Life, and had invited me to join them. I could use a slew of words here, and I'd still come up short trying to tell you how those women blessed me as they recounted their experience with the study. I mean, if I had to choose just one word, I'd go with sweet. It was so very sweet. Before I left, the ladies gifted me with a beautifully wrapped present containing individually sealed letters from the different women with their personal thoughts about walking through John together. Oh, I knew I'd be wrecked when I read those letters later. And I was right. At some point during my remarks and the Q&A that we had afterwards, I reminded the group of Jesus' words from John sixteen twenty seven, when he told the disciples that the Father himself loves you because you've loved me and have believed that I came forth from the Father. Hear that. Sit with that. If you are a follower of Christ, God loves you because you believe he sent Jesus to be the Savior of the world. God rejoices because you believe He sent Jesus, His Son, to reconcile us to Him. I ask the girls to celebrate that truth often. I'm asking you to do the same. Jesus, lover, your faith delights your Father. He is smiling at you. Yes, you. This morning, I feasted on some words in John 17 that build on that soul-fortifying truth. In speaking to his father, Jesus said these words about his disciples, beginning in verse 7. And I'm reading now. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Shelley again. If you've spent any time at all in the Gospels, you might remember that the disciples didn't get it all right from day one. They didn't keep the Word flawlessly from the onset. Many times, John records that something happened that, and I'm quoting here, made them believe. And we read this long after we think they already believed. What in the world? The reality is, the disciples' experience was more like ours than we ever imagined. Jesus' inner circle questioned him, doubted him, and yes, tragically, even denied him. And yet, here we have Jesus giving a satisfied report to his Father of their mature faith in him and the message he brought them from God. Mind you, these are the very men who had only recently confessed to Jesus in John 6:30. Now we know that you know all things and have no need for anyone to question you. By this we believe that you came from God. Really? Now you believe? Please note that in praying to his Father and ours, Jesus didn't include a caveat of all the times the disciples didn't get it right, didn't keep his word, and failed to completely understand that he was speaking the very words of God to them. Oh, no. Jesus, the friend that sticks closer than a brother, simply speaks of those his father gave him as having faith in him and his words, without ever pausing to revisit their past mistakes. We don't see Jesus sighing and exclaiming, well, father, they finally got it, better late than ever. No, Jesus simply takes joy in their belief in him and his revelation of God to them. That is good news for this remedial learner who fails to get it right all the time, or even most of the time. Now hear me, I'm not rejoicing in or promoting a sloppy grace that papers over our failures. Friends, God does not wink at sin. He never has and he never will. It cost him the life of his son. I'm asking us to celebrate the truth that God showers amazing grace on us and then wonder of wonders. He takes satisfaction in us when we embrace it. We are woefully slow at feasting on that truth. We're not good at it because, frankly, we stay too busy telling ourselves how we've missed the mark. We tell ourselves how we've fallen short and all the ways we don't do enough, pray enough, read enough. And serve enough. The tragic result is that all the ways we tell ourselves we aren't enough only serve to make us want to hide from the one who is all sufficient and waiting to transform us and mature us by his presence through his word. On the other hand, believing that we bring God joy, well, that coaxes us into the light where Jesus waits with healing in his wings. Hear these words from Malachi 4, 2. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for showing us today that you and Jesus have a shared joy in our faith. Remind us to celebrate this truth. We need your help because it's so hard for any of us to grasp That we could bring you any measure of satisfaction when all we see is our weaknesses and failings help us draw nearer still help us wrench our eyes from ourselves and keep them fixed on you the author and finisher of our faith so that you can do in us what only you can do in us in the sweet name of jesus we pray amen that's it for today friends I realize this is short, so I almost didn't share it with you. But then I sat here thinking about how much I was enjoying it myself, this good news, and how it was rejoicing my heart today, and uh, talked to Phil about it, and we both agreed. That's my husband, if you're new to the podcast. The beloved farmer is what I call him a lot, because he is very beloved. But as I was saying I talked to Phil about it, and we both agreed that the church does not do a good job with this particular golden nugget. So I offer it to you. I hope you'll feast on it, and I hope you'll come back next time. You, my friend, are always welcome here at the Story Table. This is Shelly with Hugs for All.